Hello and welcome to another episode of the Authentic Path Podcast. Yes, you heard that right. We are back and it is with so much joy and excitement and I'm just really, really stoked to interview some amazing people and share those interviews with you. And this first one is really fun and it's with a guy named Aaron Barnes and he is a YouTuber and a TikTok creator and he's all about overcoming fear so that we can live the lives we really want to. We go into meditation and overcoming the things we're afraid of and he even shares a story about his grandma who is making huge strides in her own journey so anyone can do it. And I am just really, really excited. And one of the other things that I'm going to start doing as a part of this podcast is doing solo episodes where I'll be sharing some of the stories and lessons and things that I've learned from my own life, as well as some conversations with clients about what growth they're seeing in their own lives in terms of authenticity and free, spirited, fun, joyful lives. And uh, hopefully that is helpful for you as well. So Thank you so much for being here. My name is Phelan, and without further ado, let's jump into episode 21 of the Authentic Path Podcast. Three, two, one, zero, zero. That's rock and roll indeed. Aaron, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for coming on. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, um, I would love to start just with you giving your bio a little bit about yourself. Um, I found you on TikTok. You're doing 100 Days of Fear. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. And this guy's energy is so awesome. I should talk to him. So that's why I reached out. But tell us a little more about you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, look, I, I am very new into the whole content creation world. Um, I, I suppose I'll kind of go through a little bit of my past and kind of build up to where we are now. Um, so about, I, I worked, I studied marketing, um, and then I worked for the last five years in marketing and media and all these different businesses and companies. And then, uh, over this period of time, I just didn't really feel like it was me. I felt like something was missing. Um, I was a really creative person, but during school did a lot of performances, did a lot of music, all these kind of things, but never really found something that was my creative outlet enough, you know, uh, for it to kind of be a business. Um, and then over those years, I kind of, yeah, I progressively um, got less interested in the corporate world. Uh, and then I went traveling. I read a couple of mind blowing books, one being Crush It by Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, and he, that completely, it, it got my, it got me thinking that there is something more that I could do out there. So I started looking. And again, over the next kind of two years of, of those five years of work, when I came back from overseas, I, I was looking, but didn't really find anything. Anyway, in the last six months of my employment at my last job, they basically said, here is a camera. Here's the ed editing software. Go and start our YouTube channel and go and start creating content for us. And I'm like, I don't know how to do this, but I guess I'll just learn and learn through tutorials. After about a month or two months, I was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is it. This is the, what I list. I can really see myself doing this. Anyway, I, I then worked more and more and more, learned more and more and more um, throughout the, uh, during my time at the business. And then after about six months of basically creating videos for them, I started creating some YouTube videos for myself. And then March of 2021, I decided to quit my job and go full into it, which was in retrospect, not the best decision um, because it was the middle of um, COVID and we, I live in Melbourne, Australia. 
and we were the most locked down state in the entire world. Uh, we were basically in, in lockdown for about over, over a period of two years, for about a year of those two years um, in full on lockdown. So, but what it did do, it, it forced me to really be, to try and uh, be creative in just the four walls of my house. And I think that was a really good kind of lesson. In it. But, it, but that being said, it was difficult because it was like, well, I'm now doing this out of desperation because I, I don't have a job, so I, I need to make this work. Um, but uh, I feel like I've, I've, I've just been trying different things and you know seeing what's stuck and some things have done well, some things haven't. I'm trying to find my voice, trying to find my purpose. And it's been um, about a year now, about a year of doing this now. And I've kind of uh, found this challenge that I've, I've decided to do, which is 100 Days of Fear. Um, and I'm doing it primarily on TikTok. Um, but, uh, you know, I was very against TikTok for a long time. And now I'm like, it's you've got to, I've changed strategies and tactics because you do have to go where the eyeballs are at. And at the moment, eyeballs are at short form. So um, I've changed my strategy and it's seeming to work really well. But I think, uh, you know, it's come from a place, the 100 Days of Fear has come from a place of, I've just been a very fearful person. I've been a very, um, you know, I've never really pushed myself super far out of my comfort zone or I've never wanted to talk to strangers or I've never, uh, I've, no, sorry, I've wanted to do all these things, but I've never been confident enough to give them a crack. And so this 100 Days of Fear is basically just, an ode to that. Like I, I just want to try as much as I can to do all of the things I said I've, or I've, in my head, I've said I've wanted to do, but never done because I've been too scared. And hopefully along the way, as I document this stuff, maybe, um, you know, uh, some people will feel like they want to join on this journey. So I suppose that's kind of my history basically up until this point now. So, yeah. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. Okay. I feel really really grateful to kind of be talking to you at the beginning of your journey. Um, I mean, I know you've been doing this for a year, which is actually a long time to, to be going after what you want um, and to be quitting your job. But I just know like who you are, your energy you have, you're just going to keep going upward. So I'm really excited to talk to you now because I feel like it's going to be this window into you that, you know, you're not going to have later, maybe. Um, Appreciate it. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, and it's, a, and it, you're right. Like, you know, in the grand scheme of things, and this is something I try and keep into perspective. It's like a year in the grand scheme of life is not a long time, but when you're in it, it feels like a long time. And I'm sure you, you felt the same building oh, yes. your own businesses. It's <laughs> like, you know, every day feels like a year. Like every day is just like a, a one opportunity to make it work. And if you feel like you haven't done enough, then you start beating yourself down. And it's, you know, so each day is just this continual battle, but, um, but yeah, no, I appreciate you having me on. I, I really, I'm glad to be here. Hell yeah. Um, so I want to ask you kind of going through your story you just told. There are a few things that stood out to me. One was the moment that you quit your job, uh, March of 2021. And I just want to know kind of what your experience of doing that was, because I think that's something that, you know, listeners might be interested in terms of they're doing this corporate job, but have all these dreams. So uh, walk us through how you like led up to that decision in like the months yeah. beforehand and then what it was like immediately in it and what it was like after. Absolutely. Um, so leading up to it, it was, so we were, this was actually interestingly a period of time in the two years of COVID lockdowns where there was a, a slither of hope that we weren't going to be in lockdowns. Um, so I, but leading up to it, it was very much like a, 
I love, like I have never felt more strongly towards something in my entire life than wanting to make videos and wanting to do, you know, be, be able to create. Can um, I pause you for a sec and dig in there? Of course. Um, I just want to know when you say you've never felt more strongly, yep. what was that actually like? Like, how did you know? Uh, how I knew, that's a great question. Uh, it was this, it was this like, uh, you know, uh, when I made a video, and whether it was for work or whether I start when I started making my own, I had just this, this sense of just, it, it was just like, I hate to say, it, but it's just like the stars aligned in a way. Like, I, I don't know what else, how else to say it, but it was just like, it was the creative outlet that I have been missing from my life. Cause I loved acting. I love performing. Um, I love storytelling. And I think I got into it because I feel like I wanted to tell some stories about certain things. Um, and it was firstly the creative outlet that I'd been missing in my life. So it almost like just slotted in perfectly to what I'd been missing in my life. And I feel like working in a corporate job as well. And the work, the companies that I worked for, you know, we, we worked really long hours. So there was very little time for me to spend time playing my piano, playing my guitar, going and doing a musical if I wanted to do that, you know what I mean? But so there was much less time to actually be creative. Um, so when this came along, I was like, oh my gosh, like this is perfect. Um, and also at the same time, because obviously, you know, YouTube and well now TikTok more so, but YouTube primarily, you can build a business around being a creator and you can build a business as a YouTuber. And I think that was also like just the perfect combination of creative and the opportunity to, to make money and to build a business. Um, I'm obviously not there yet. Like the money is nothing. Um, and I think this is, you know, some people are really lucky. Some people take a really long time to work out what they want, but I guess you've got to kind of continue to push. Um, if, if you want it as badly as you do, uh, you've got to keep pushing part, like you've got to forget the money side of things, which is why I've started working at a creative agency about six months ago. Um, Cause I realized after six months, I was like, well, I have no money. I have no job. I need to earn some money. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's like, you know, it's finally a balance, but I suppose, yeah. So leading up, I felt that um, in the middle, it was the big, like, cause I lived at home. I live at home because you know, again, I didn't have a job for a long period of time. It was COVID. I moved back in with my parents because it was just the right thing to do financially. Um, and at the time it's like, well, my parents were, you know, obviously very supportive, but it's just also like, this is a whole different world. Like it's just so different to the standard line of like the trajectory yeah. of corporate that a lot, you know, that I've definitely lived with like my, all of my family, my brother's in finance, my parents are in it healthcare and pharmaceuticals. And it's just always been that, you know, kind of that line of career, right? Like you just, you work towards a general manager and blah, 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 blah. So I was very much like a, I feel like probably a bit of a rebel in that way. Just like, you know what? I found something that I love. I'm going to give this a red hot crack for as long as I can. Uh, because if I don't, and I'm going to die wondering, you know what I mean? And I'd hate, yep. that is my last thing that I, you know, there was this, there's this one thing, which is like, uh, I think a, gr a group on YouTube called Yes Theory, which are my favorite YouTubers that they're my favorite channel. And they've been, they've been the inspiration for me to do all of this, but um, they do, they say something, which is like, if you're a 99 years old and you're on, uh, and you're an old man lying in, in your recliner, like you want to, you want to be so exhausted from the experiences that you go on and from trying different things and going after what you wanted that you don't, you know, that you're knackered by the time you're 99, rather than be getting to 99 and being like, Oh, I wonder what that was like, or I wish 
I wish, you know, I could have done that. So I think my entire attitude towards content creation is, is basically formulated around the idea that I want to be exhausted by the time I'm 99. You know what I mean? Hmm. So, um, but obviously difficult conversations to have with your parents uh, and the people and your friends being like, well, especially, sorry. Yeah. Also in Australia, it's not content creation and being a YouTuber or being a, you know, uh, yeah, I suppose a content creator isn't really a thing in the U S hmm. it's huge, obviously in the UK and Europe, it's also pretty big, but in Australia, it's a bit sh- not shunned upon, but it's a bit like tall poppy syndrome where, you know, you know, people don't want you to be too much of a tall poppy. Uh, and I think that might be an Australian thing. Um, but uh, it is. <laughs> it, yeah, it's probably an Australian thing, you know, so they like knock you down just to just to bring you down to a level. And I think, you know, if you're a content creator, maybe you, you're a bit of a tall poppy. So it's a bit of it's a bit of a difficult thing. And you don't see many YouTubers in Australia. Um, so, yeah, anyway, so I'm, I'm going on a tangent here, but uh yeah. So I suppose the conversations with parents were difficult, but they were supportive. And then it was, and then post that it was very much just trying, 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 working as much as I can to try and pump out a video a week and then sort of burning out a little bit because it was still COVID and it was still lockdowns. And then just reading a lot of books and trying to do a lot of like reflection of like, what do I want to do? And then eventually being like, you know what, I need to completely change tactics to the point where we're here now. I can't spend a hundred hours a week working on one video that gets 300 um, views, you yeah. know what I mean? From, from a specifically from a business perspective, you know, um, you know, yeah. you, you earn money through views and through, and through subscribers. So, and through the AdSense that you met, uh, that you, you generate um, from views. So it's like, I have to change tra- tra- tactics. So that's when I went to a creative agency, I started working there to earn money, to fund what I'm doing now. Um, and then, I'm just trying to build an audience, um, get get a few more followers, and then transition them back to YouTube. So, kind of, <laughs> it's a bit of a full circle. That's okay. That was a cool uh, tangent. And one of the things about conversation that I love is like the tangents take you to places that you know I would never know to ask about. So, um, I do want to go back and just really lock down like what was that decision like to leave, and then how did that yep. go? Like how did that feel for you? Yep. Um, and then I'll come back to something else. Yeah, absolutely. How look that that decision was um, it was for me a no brainer. Um, just like despite the the extreme levels of doubt, like extreme levels of doubt, I can't explain the levels of doubt <laughs> that I experienced. But, um, but I'm sure everyone feels that making the the plunge into something that's so unknown. But um, that it was an absolute no brainer for me because it was like you know. I'm still young, even though I don't really feel that young. I'm 26 years old. Um, I'm, in the grand scheme of things, I'm young. In content creation and starting something brand new, I'm not that young. You know what I mean? Um, so making that decision for me was like, this is the right decision. I want to give this a crack for as long as I can uh, because I feel like I want to tell something. And I feel like I felt so strongly towards that. And I'd seen so many inspiring people do that. And I was like, you know what, why, why not me? That was the biggest question I was asked. I was like, well, those Yes Theory boys did it. The, like all these other big YouTubers did it. Like, why can't I? Like, why am I any different? Like, why can't I just give that a crack? So I suppose that was the mentality that has really pushed me to keep going. Um, but yeah, and then I suppose the, so your second point was like when I made that decision and how did it feel? Yeah, so uh, daunting, very much daunting. Uh, and, but once I started making videos and 
trying new things and trying animations. And I was like, you know what? And me, I, I, I very grateful to have met quite a few, uh, well, actually majority of the YouTubers who are in Australia who live in Melbourne, um, they're photographers and I'll, I'll shout out some names like Seventh Era, North Borders, Hayden Pedersen, uh, CK Creative, Limon Fan, all these guys, they're like a big unit of people, super young, they're like 23, 24 years old. Um, and they're all super successful YouTubers. So I, I happen to meet them through some of my friends, Ben TK, who's a travel videographer. And blah. Um, so I'm very grateful to have met them because they gave me the boost of inspiration and confidence uh, and uh, that I needed at the time. Because I, I honestly feel like I may not have been here right now, still creating, if I hadn't had those the, the community of those guys around me to go, no, Aaron, like, you're making good videos, like keep going, like keep practicing. It takes ages. Like this taking enough four or five years to get to where we are, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Oh, you know, you do need a community and you do need voices around you um, to be the, the, the discussions of positivity. Right. And that's why I try and formulate my Instagram and all of my socials to have positive conversations like Gary V. And some people love him, some people hate him. I personally have, I love him. He's a very polarizing character, but I, I do love him. Um, and I think having enough of those when you're scrolling, rather than scrolling through junk, scroll through people that are inspiring you to do, to go after what you want. And I think that's been absolutely critical um, in just, just the mind games. Cause you play mind games. And again, I'm sure you've experienced this as well. Just like the, well, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Maybe I should be just doing, uh, going in a corporate, uh, you know, following the path my parents followed or all of my friends or whatever, you know, there's no money in this. How do I earn money? Blah, 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 blah. So vicious cycle. But yeah, if you want to, I think that it comes down to like, if you want it hard enough, you kind of just keep going at all costs. And I've got a friend who's an actor, um, who's now a successful actor, but for the last five, six years, she has not, been that successful you know acting is a oh brutal industry and she's worked some jobs to just just any jobs to just fund that and now it's paid off and paying off and I'm like if you want it hard enough you just got to keep going and you just got to do what you what you can to to get it yeah I just want to echo some of the things that you said um community is so crucial in this game of doing it differently because like let's say that you're just around your family right the people who've done this corporate thing all the time you don't have those voices around you that are doing their own journeys and going making their own paths like what you hear kind of bounces around in your head all day long right and so these like mind games of scrolling through inspirational content it's similar with like who do you live with who are you surrounded by who do you hang out with right and those uh influences on us are so important when, when we're starting and when we're like hitting those questions of being like, oh, should I actually be doing this? And just having mm. someone to say, yeah, like, of course you should. You're awesome, mm. right? Mm. Oh my God, it's so impactful. So impactful. And like, also like, I think, you know, it's not necessarily, and I think it's not necessarily good to be around family unless they're completely on board and and really fully supporting. Because I feel like I, 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 you know, I did consider moving back out because just to get away from 
even the slightest negative thoughts or the slightest yeah. doubts, you know what I mean? Because, you know, you're at a real knife's edge, not a knife's edge, but like a, you can be at a real tipping point on some days and then you can really spiral or you can really excel, you know what I mean? So like, yeah. and the slightest comment. So it's, I think having a community of people, especially in the early days, the first year, two years, three years, or to be honest, all the way through, you should be right, just right. surrounding <laughs> yourself with people um, that, you, that are on the same path as you. Um, I think that is just so crucial. Yeah, absolutely. And what you're talking about with your friend who's an actor and successful mm. now, that perseverance and, and resilience to just not give up on something, to not give up on yourself, to not give up on your dreams is so important because just from what I've seen, the people who stick it out make it, you know? And it's it's just, can you figure out how to not starve basically and like- keep- Correct. It- it is literally that it is literally yeah. like can you it's like can you not starve and then can you do just enough to fund what you're to, to continue what you're doing right um and it really depends like uh, you know it's it doesn't have to any dream right any starting any business this isn't necessarily just for content creation it's for any bit if you just want to start a pt business if you want to start a health and wellness practice or whatever you want to do it's the same it's the same mindset and i think yeah absolutely perseverance Perseverance and resilience probably are the two most critical things you can practice on a day-to-day basis. And I think, you know, COVID was a real big, um, uh, I suppose, a practice for resilience, right? Just being able to go, you know what, let's just just continue to push every single day, be with the community, help each other, uh, help your family, you know, difficult times, very difficult times. Yeah, Um, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So I want to pivot a little bit. I think it hits on everything that you've been talking about, but you said that you have stories that you want to share and that you have something you want to say. And so I just want to ask, what is it that you want to say? What are the stories? What do you want to share? Yeah, look, I think it is like my biggest, my biggest story is going to be, and this is, I I feel like I'm in it now is the, I'm a very nervous dude <laughs> and like, you know, I might, I might come across as confident or whatever, or, or, um, or extroverted, but in, in a way, like, like I have felt, especially after school, I finished year 12 and I felt top of my game. You know, I felt very confident. And then I went into first year uni. And since then it's kind of just been like a downwards spiral of just confidence and just doubting myself. And I, I think the first few years of work, um, that I did, I worked for some companies that were very, um, what's the word difficult. Like as in we, we, it was just enormous hours for very little pay and not, and there was just some like bullying workplace bullying stuff and just stuff that really kind of got you down. And like, when I was so young, I was 21 or 20 when I forgot, yeah, 20, when I did my first full-time corporate job while working for, uh, while studying full-time as well. Um, and so it was like very young and I feel like I was very just like I was easily manipulated. I was, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It was just, it smashed me down so hard then. And so, and then I've kind of been trying to recover since then. So I feel like the story and the, what I want to talk about is just going like just continually tackling fears and tackling and getting out of your comfort zone and just to do the things that you want to do. Like, I love meeting new people. And I've literally since said since the beginning of, well, since forever, really, if I could make a business of just like meeting new people, 
I don't know how, but I feel like sort of through this, this is kind of happening, but it's just like, if I can make a business of meeting new people and interacting with them and hearing about their stories and learning about them, that's awesome. Because I feel like you learn so much about yourself. You learn so much about the people around you and what they do um, because life, life is so different for so many people. And so the more you learn about life uh, helps you kind of direct your life in a way. Cause you go, Oh, he did that. Or she did that. I can do that. Or I can give that a crack or why not? I, why not I go this path or whatever. So I think, and I feel like also during school and during university or the degree that I did, there was very little discussion around when you finish, like the, the jobs that are out there or the career paths that are, that are out there. And it was, a, it was a very like black and white, like you either go into accounting or marketing and that was kind of it. There was nothing else mm. there. Like you kind of have to learn through YouTube and your own research, uh, what else is there out there? So I don't know. I think, yeah, it's just the, the, basically in summary, it's just like a discussion. It's a, a showing that just an average unconfident dude can sort of push through and do fun, in, interesting experiences and then ideally inspire other people to do the same. That's my ultimate goal. It's a pretty simple goal, but like it's, you know, I feel like that's, that's, that's what I'm here to do <laughs> somehow. Awesome. Yeah. So good. Uh, would you be open to going into a little bit more detail about, you know, going into that spiral of, of lack of self-belief and lack of self-confidence and hundred percent. Yeah. So just tell us about that and what it's held you back from doing for sure. And what that's felt um, like for you. Yeah. Yeah. With, yeah. Obviously without like, um, naming names or whatever, like I feel, I feel like first, you know, I'll kind of go after school. I did first year uni, second year uni. And that was kind of just a bit of like a, you know, you're, you're very spoon fed at school or the school that I went to, you are very spoon fed. Um, and you kind of just, you know, teachers are always there to help you. And then you don't really learn how to learn or like, you don't really learn how to do it yourself or how to think for yourself yes. or, or that kind of stuff, which is, yeah. Um, have you experienced a similar thing? Like yeah. I mean, until being an entrepreneur, you know, just the amount of walls that you come up against in this any profession that you're trying to create for yourself requires this degree of, of, uh, curiosity, ingenuity, mm. again, perseverance, resilience that just in school, you don't have to do, right. It's like, here's your study guide. Here's your Great. test date. Here's like, and even if you don't even really try that hard, like you're going to probably pass anyway. So it's just yep. like, yeah, it's just different on yep. this side, but keep going. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, so yeah. So like you, you got into uni and then you're like, Oh my God, like I have to do this all by myself. Like I have to learn how to learn. <laughs> um, and then I kind of struggled first year uni. I kind of was just like, ah, oh, uni life, you know, whatever. I did nothing, not much. Didn't really get great, great grades. Second uni, I was like, Oh my God, okay. I didn't do great. Um, and now I need to do better if I want to get a good GPA, which is the um, uh, basically this, the number, the score you get at the end of your degree. And then, businesses now look at that to go whether or not they pick you or the other person um which is yeah kind of shit but <laughs> uh, <laughs> but kind of fair enough um and then yeah so then in the third year of uni i went i, I worked i got a job full-time um and i moved to sydney um and i it was an it was an agency a media agency and it was brutal like it was I was way too young to work in a business like that uh, because it was firstly a very work hard, play hard life, which I'm not a huge 
party animal. You know what I mean? Like I do love a, a party here and there, but it's just like these guys were like, you will work your ass off from Monday to Friday and sometimes the weekends, but on Fridays, we're going to Friday, Thursdays and Fridays, we're just going to go crazy um, and free drinks, parties on boats, blah, 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 all of that kind of stuff. And it just wasn't really me at the same time. I was dating someone who was in Melbourne. So I was commuting most weekends. Um, so it was just like really a, a difficult time. And the, and I also had a few people in the business that were, let's just say, let's just call it workplace bullying. Um, and again, I was very, uh, um, what's the word? Just like, I feel, I felt very manipulated by them. And I felt very unconfident because it felt like everything that I'd suggested or the work that I did was never good enough. I just um, want to pause there and like mm-hmm. emphasize that. Cause I think a lot of people experience that feeling of, of mm. being, I mean, it goes back to that tall poppy metaphor. I think that you were talking about, um, which is definitely not just a, a, an Australian thing, but that metaphor is an Australian thing. Um, mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I just think like people sometimes don't like seeing other people succeed. And um, yes. that can come out in a lot of ways when we as people don't do the self-work to say, I believe in myself, so I have the space in me to believe in other people, right? Mm. Because mm. if you if you're really like doubting yourself, then that comes out in how you interact with other people sometimes I've mm-hmm. seen. Um, and so I, I found like a lot of compassion for the people who do the bullying. But at the same time, it's like, man, it sucks, you know, (laughs) for everyone else. It's actually so interesting you say that, and I'll touch on something or to exactly that point uh, in a second. Um, But yeah, so what was I saying? Oh, just a bit, just about, yeah, the workplace bullying. And, um, and yeah, I suppose just, just during that period, it was like, I was only worked there for a year and a half, but it was probably the most pivotal in terms of my mindset about myself uh, and about, you know, the doubts that I had about myself and that I just wasn't good enough to do any work that they had set. And unfortunately it was only two people that really had had that impact on me. Um, And uh, but it's interesting because actually I'll, t- I'll touch on it now because I went, I, I was pretty scarred by that whole experience. <laughs> um, it was again, very young. Um, but I came back to a party three or four years later, three, I think it was three years later, saw the same people working there. And I originally, and I'd all thought that, you know, everyone didn't like me and everyone just thought I was bad at what I did and blah, blah, blah. And when I came back to the party, it was the only two, the two people that had had bullied me throughout that period of time were actually the outsiders for the rest of the business. And I was actually really friendly and everyone was like, I was so grateful to see them. They were grateful to see me. And I was like, it was a complete mindset shift, you know? Yeah. And it was exactly to your point. And I like, I, felt, I was like, I, they, they were obviously the bullyers were actually obviously going through something themselves. And I think that is a really beautiful way to put it is to have compassion for those people. And I think it's also similar for, for haters, you know, if someone has yes. goes onto your yeah. content, if someone goes onto your content and is actively watch your content and then hated on it, they're obviously having a pretty shit day. So it's just like have a bit of empathy and have a bit of compassion for those people because they're going through something that you're not going through that you don't know and you probably you may not understand. So just like, I suppose, yeah, you know, give them a bit of compassion. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think that's something that I've definitely got from Gary Vee as well. I think that's um, his voice in my head on that. On that. Um, and I think it's a really important point. Hmm. 
cool. Um, Thanks for sharing. Yeah. So that's all right. Was it? Did I? Did I tap on? Yeah. About so that? yeah. Okay. Cool. Now I would just love to hear, like, I guess when you're in this this uh, life that you're creating for yourself, as you're coming, mm. hopefully, out of the self belief, like, mm, mm. bad self talk um, stuff. Mm. What has been your what have been your tools i guess in your toolbox that have helped you through that and how's that going yeah um excellent question uh toolbox throughout the last year has been a couple of things um number one books (laughs) like i was never really a reader um and then i read i read a book called mindset by carol dweck um and it's all about fixed mindset versus growth mindset. And this kind of really kickstarted my, I suppose, desire to do all of this kind of stuff. And it was just like, a, it was just like, oh my God, this is exactly what I want to do. This growth mindset is literally the key to life. You know what I mean? Like it was just, you, you find, it's funny, these productivity, these um, self-help and self-development books some people hate them and I like, I get it because it is, it does get a bit repetitive, but they are just so important. I think to be able to understand yourself, uh, how you like your understand your thoughts um, and also the people and how you interact with people around you. And also it helps you to interact with people. But so I suppose, I suppose it kickstarted with, oh, there we go. And you're showing up the books now. <laughs> yeah. Just like a handful of um, self-development yeah. books. Um so number one, books, uh, a couple of others, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. That was a big pivotal book for me to start this whole series as well. Um, Resilience, um, can't remember by the, the guy's name. Um, it's like David Goggins' book, a whole bunch of other books. So books, number one. Uh, number two has been uh, meditation, actually. So um, un- like it's, it, I also had never really... Ex- um, done meditation I poo-pooed it for a really long time uh and then I kind of started getting a bit of anxiety and I think uh, and it was something that I'd never experienced before it was post coming um overseas I did a big kind of like 10 month gap year trip to find myself uh (laughs) uh, and then uh, one of those I'm one of those guys me too Uh, too. yeah yeah. (laughs) okay I'm glad I'm not the only one um and then uh, and then I and then I kind of like you know I had spoken to quite a few people and they like recommended meditation. So I got into it and then I, I felt it just helped enormously, immensely yeah. helped. Um, and so it's something I still do to this day. And obviously just like basic routine fit, like staying fit, um, getting up early, going to bed early, those kind of things, eating healthy, all those kind of things. Um, and I suppose also, yeah, the final one, as I said before, was just community and just, um, you know, to keep my mindset going. It's just being able to have people to talk to that, can just be a sounding board. You know what I mean? And I feel like I didn't have those people for a long time. And I think my family were the only people that I could soundboard off. And they, you know, they're not necessarily the best people to talk to. Like they're good for supporting. And I'm eternally grateful for that. But I needed people who were in this space to talk to. And being in Australia, you're so far removed um, from a lot of that. Uh, But, and from those communities, uh, so I think that it was difficult at the beginning, but it, it has only been a year, you know? So um, in the grand scheme of things, like it's felt like a really long time. Now that I think back, I'm like a year, it's felt like a really long year, but uh, it's really not that, not been that long. So yeah, I think, that, I think they're kind of my, like my key thing. So yeah, meditation and general routine and health and wellness um, books um, and self-development books, absolutely crucial. Uh, and then uh, having a community of people that you can just talk to. Awesome. 
I want to uh, go back into this idea about meditation because it's something I've been thinking about recently. And I've been meditating for, I don't know, three or four years on and off. But mm. really, it's like, like you said, it just helps, you know? It just, it just if, helps. If it didn't help, I wouldn't do it anymore. But it, right. it just helps. And I'm and people, like, I wanted to ask, when you poo-pooed it, like, mm. why, right? Because I think a lot of people do. And it's there's this narrative. And it's, oh, my God, it's the same as the fixed mindset versus growth mindset thing. When you said that, I just, I had, like, literally forgotten that fixed mindset people exist. Like, yes. I just like, forgot. I know. And there's a lot of people that are still yeah. very much in the fixed mindset. It's, 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 it's. Uh, and like, if you look at your immediate circle, um, it's, you, you can see them, you know, you, you can see them. Um, but it's just like, I suppose why I poo-pooed it was, it was just the classic hippie thing. It's mm. just propaganda over the years. You know what I mean? Like, oh, well, only hippies meditate or like it's only the spiritually, spiritually enlightened and or religious or which is none of that really like sure there are um but it's like but i think and i'm i think the 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 discussions around mental health now it is so fantastic to see the discussions around mental health now because there wasn't anything in my parents era in my grandparents era obviously um even when we were younger yeah i'm 26 like when we you know when we were born and maybe the first 10 years 15 years of our life there wasn't really that much discussion and i feel like the 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 you know it's been an exponential increase in discussions and anxiety is now a word in the dictionary yeah it was a word before but it is something that you can be like i'm feeling anxious and people know what that means and i think that's brilliant and the, the discussions also around seeing psychologists uh as in uh i think everyone should see a psychologist in their life there is no shame whatsoever about it because no, it yeah. just again like meditation it just helps immensely even if you're not feeling like super bad about like even if you're not in the depths of it like obviously definitely see someone if you are but i think just in general life it's important to have to speak to someone about that stuff someone who's trained to be able to respond in a way that helps you think about your your life yeah absolutely um Go ahead. Sorry, just to go to quickly go back to your question. Um, uh, meditation. Yeah. So, oh no, I answered that. Yeah. The, the, yeah, I poop because it was yeah. just like a propaganda. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just ridiculous. It is. It's, it's crazy how much, how many things that are good for us we're stopped from doing because of the narratives around what's good and bad for us. And, mm. you know, I think a lot of it comes down to what makes companies money, which is mm. maybe like a, a pessimistic way to look at the world but i think it's true sometimes um you know if everyone meditated and went to therapy that would solve so many problems you know (laughs) and read self-help books and like worked out and ate right you know like the basics matter the basics matter and it's also stuff that isn't hard to do you know i mean it's like the five percent i can't remember which book it was that i read but it was like the this is this the five percent of your or the five or ten percent of your life that you just if you can just make a habit maybe it was atomic habits that i read it in um but it was this yeah if you can just do these things you're going to be a much happier person to be around and to be with yourself you know what i mean um Mm -hmm. and so so how out of interest like how has meditation helped you in in Mm. in your kind of journey yeah oh boy um (laughs) i didn't expect it yeah yeah (laughs) this podcast (laughs) no it's good i um yeah, I started meditating, I don't even remember when. 
you know, I'm, I come from kind of the hippie background. So, yep. you know, my family's been meditating in different ways for a while. Um, I and I grew up they're ahead of the game. <laughs> yeah. I look at my, my family and think that a lot of the time actually. Mm. And, and it's like, you know, with entrepreneurship, if you're ahead of your time, sometimes there's no market for what it is that you're doing. So that's something I think they've experienced some of, which is hard to watch. But, um, anyway, to answer your question, meditation has been really helpful just in terms of, uh, having the spaciousness and awareness of myself and my environment and my situation to step back and let myself feel what I need to feel. And also to have the space between, uh, the stimuli outside myself and my reaction to it. So, um, if something makes me feel like shit, you know, I don't immediately now turn to some escape method, you know? And I think that that used to be what I did. And, and sometimes I still do, right. I'm not a perfect human being, but, um, that's been really important. And there's also this, I just listened to a podcast with uh, one of my mentors, Jerry Colonna, who's a coach. And, um, he was talking about how he meditates every morning so that he can come back to that way of being throughout the day. And I think that meditation really is only as valuable as you let it be in your daily life. You know, there's a lot of people who meditate to meditate as opposed to meditate for the benefit that it gives you, which is, you know, that sense of ease and peace and this too shall pass and the clouds are just here for now and they'll be gone tomorrow. You know, there's, mm -hmm, there's mm -hmm. just so much more spaciousness in meditation. Mm -hmm. And that being said, like there have been periods of time in my life where I've stopped meditating for a while mm -hmm. and the amount of franticness that comes and just like, Oh my God, what's happening? Ah, like it's yeah. really simple to handle that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, it's like static frenetic energy of just like something happens and then I do this thing and then that happens and then I do this thing and it's really yep. hard to actually like just be and mm. choose intentionally for me mm. yeah I think I completely resonate with that and I think I think I also think though like going into meditation it's not a it's a difficult thing right and I think a lot of people I, I know for me uh, I went into meditation because I felt like I needed to do it yeah. Because I felt like I was so anxious that I needed something to help, whatever that was, you know? Um, but I feel like if you didn't feel anxious and some people just don't, I've got a few friends, friends that just do not feel anxious or do Me too. never experience anxiety or never, or don't really get stressed. You know what I mean? Um, it's, I feel like it, it is more difficult to get into meditation because like even my brother is an example, like he's a very relaxed dude and I'm on the other end of that spectrum. Um, he's very chill and he's tried meditation. He's like, I just get bored, you know, I'm just really bored. And I'm like, I just don't feel like I need it. And I'm like, look, it's obviously, you know, it, it's, it's completely up to you whether or not you do it. But I, I would, I would definitely urge people to tr at least try um, because as you said, it, it gives you a bit more headspace just a bit more headspace because you do feel clouded. And I think anxiety definitely can help, can cloud you. Um, but, you know, I've, I've now kind of given my nonna who's 87 years old um, and she is now starting to do meditation and she's mm. been, and she's stuck with it for like two, three months. And she is now feeling the benefits of it just like every morning. And yes. when she's feeling strange, she's a very stressful person. Um, stressed person and she's now feeling the effects and I'm like oh it's kind of cool to see that it is actually helping someone who's never had to do any of this stuff 
before or never even thought that this was going to help. And then now it is. So I think, yeah, it's brilliant. Shout out to your grandma for having a growth mindset at 87 years old. Exactly. She's, she's even reading, uh, feel the fear and do it anyway. And she's now taken on a role as secretary of her club. Um, because she said, I couldn't do it before she's read the book and she's like, you know what? I'm going to give it a crack. And I'm like, wow, God, if I tell you what, if, <laughs> if my 87 year old grandma can do it, it's like anyone can freaking do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Maybe I should have her on the podcast. <laughs> I'll tell you what, she'd be very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, Okay, I want to start to bring this toward like where you are now and then where you are hoping to go. So Mm -hmm. tell us um, a little bit, you know, we've been in this this, uh, phase of you were in this low, you didn't have self-belief, you used all these tools. Um, How do you feel different now Mm -hmm. in today's Mm -hmm. you? Um, It's funny because like I, I still feel... Like I do, like, I feel like everyone doubts themselves, right? It's just part of life. It's just part of life. Um, But what I feel having done, I've I've done 13 days of this challenge now. And I've done some in my, like on my, some bigger YouTube videos throughout, uh, like throughout the last year, I've done some activities that have, again, pushed me out of my comfort zone. It's all kind of always been leading towards here. Um, So I've done some pretty, you know, intense challenges. Um, But will you tell us about time um yeah absolutely um you know probably the most intense one i did was um life modeling now this is something that i I knew so for those who don't know life modeling is basically nude modeling (laughs) and so you you stand up there as a nude model and then you get painted by a group of however many people um and you know i've been I've grown up in a household where like nudity is not like I, in Australia, nudity is not really a thing. Europe, Europe, very much a thing. Like, you know, I've been to nude, like I've seen a lot of nude people over in Europe <laughs> um, and it's just completely fine. And it, it is fine. But I think, you know, in Australia, very much so it's, um, it's a very shunned upon thing. Like, you know, you always wear clothes. Nudity is very not seen. So I wanted to push that and I, and I felt like uh, for me personally, yeah, I've been in, uncomfortable with nudity and I was just like, uh, and it shouldn't be a thing, right? So I then reached out to a few places because it'd been on my list for a very long time. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. And I did it. And it was one of the most liberating experiences I've ever had in my life. Uh, and I think it, it was the real kickstarter for me to kind of continue doing activities that push me out of my comfort zone um, because like as the yes theory boys say, like it is your best experiences are outside your comfort zone. And it, it just, that saying that's that statement is just like my life motto now, because it just is. Um, and so that, that's probably the biggest one. That's probably the most uncomfortable I've ever been. Um, but definitely recently with this, um, with this challenge, been doing a few pretty uncomfortable ones, but, and it's just going to get more and more <laughs> like the, the bigger it gets. But I also, I suppose with this challenge, I want to make it as, relatable and also achievable by the average person it's mm. not like i think for the my goal with this 100 days is going to be split into two parts the first 50 days is going to be very achievable for the average person to do and the second 50 is going to be probably i suppose this is more the second part of your question but the second 50 is going to be more for the more adventurous and potentially involves some traveling um and you know uh, some pretty intense challenges and those kinds of things. So it's going to be relatable first half and then the more adventurous second half. Um, Cause obviously I want it to continue to be relatable. And so some, some, you see the, these challenges on YouTube by big YouTubers and they're like, 
well, I'm not going to spend seven days on a life raft surviving. It's like, I'm not, I can't do that. I can't afford that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, that yeah. costs like a hundred grand to do or whatever it costs. So uh, I think, uh, the, I think it's going to be important. There's, this is that that's very important for me to try and maintain. Um, that's awesome. Sorry, just, just to go back to your question. What was your question? <laughs> I just wanted to know kind of how you are feeling now versus right. yep. before you've started all of this self-work, self-growth, reading, challenging Absolutely. yourself. Um, yeah. I think, I think the general feeling is much like surprisingly, well, sort of surprisingly, unsurprisingly, uh, more confident. Uh, I, I would like, even before this call, uh, six months ago, I would have been nervous, very, very, very nervous. Um, but even having done the last 13 days of, uncomfortable activities and like facing a couple of my fears and just walking up to strangers and being like, hi, my name is Aaron. Would you like to do this with me? You just feel more confident to, to tackle totally. things. And I, yeah. And I, I'm sure you fear experience the same thing. And it's just like, each time you do one of these activities is like a bit of a, a tick in like a bit of like a, like a battery increase. You know what I mean? Like, and it's, it's just like, like using a muscle. It's exactly, it is using a muscle. And it's like the next time you do it, you're a little bit stronger. And then you're a little bit stronger. That's great. That's a great metaphor. I'm going to use that. That's great. Um, so you do, and you do feel it. And obviously you've got to keep doing it consistently to build the, that muscle. It's like yep. creativity. It's like anything, really. Anything, it's like yeah. learning. You just got to keep practicing. You've got to keep doing it. Um, which is why I think a 50 day challenge is, well, obviously hundred days, but 50 days of the achievable for the, for the, the average person is good because you can do one a week. You can do one every two days or whatever you decide yeah. to do one every day. You know what I mean? So, uh, but yeah, it's just about constantly, constantly pushing that. And I think, um, yeah, definitely just more relaxed that it's not a big deal to be judged or to be rejected or to be any of these things, you know, yeah. who cares? <laughs> you know, I've, I always went into the mentality of like, if I do this challenge, I'm going to ruin someone's day. But what if you make their day? Mm, yes, that's... What if you make their day? Yep. <laughs> yeah, as a, as a coach, that what you just said is like a classic example of a story that mm. someone could tell themselves that would really hold them back from doing something that's really beneficial for the world, right? Like, what if me being a coach is actually really bad for the world. And that story is so damaging to the clients who could have their lives changed by me, right? Or for you as a creator, it's Correct. the same thing. And I, I feel I've been so moved and so changed by like sentences that people have said, like the yes theory yep. guys, like that has changed my life. You know what I mean? So I think having like the, but constantly ch yeah, changing that, that story in your mind from, it's going to ruin their day to maybe I'll make their day to a more positive light. Like I think it's so yeah. important because if you bring out, if you have that energy and you bring out that energy to other people, you know, like you don't know what you could do. And I think that's the beauty of it. I think there's just yes. so much that is so much potential out there to have fun and to experience life and to meet new people. It's like life is just too short to, to, to not, in my opinion. And some people yeah. don't want to do that, but I think, there are cool experiences, even for those people who don't feel comfortable or don't want to do those things. Just even push yourself out a little bit out of your comfort zone. Go to a new restaurant, try a new food. Such basic things, you know what I mean? That can be done. Yeah. What I really love about you and what you're doing is your, your empathy for people is really powerful in terms of how you see 
the little things mattering, right? Because mm-hmm. you've been through being just a normal person and you understand that, you know, I'm conquering your... person just right, 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 me too, me too, yeah. <laughs> yeah, great, great point. <laughs> I, I, will, I will always be a normal person. <laughs> <laughs> me too. And I think, like, everyone... is creative robot, but... <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Everyone feels like that, right? But then there like are these, these inspirations who are so, like, hard to relate to, right? Mm-hmm. And just the fact that you can... You know, everything that you've done so far, any of us could do, right? And I think that that's a really beautiful, like I said before, empathy just to for your for your viewers and the people who are inspired by you. So I just wanted to shout you out for that. Thank you, I appreciate that. And uh, yeah, I just I, I hope that people do kind of take on this challenge and and do it themselves. Yeah, I would be very interested to see how people feel after the challenge or after some of these experiences uh, and whether they, they're feeling the same way. Um, you know, I've had a few people reach out to me and I, I, I'm just like, I, I'm constantly shocked but like, cause you know, you spend a year just trying different things and then you finally find something that works for you personally and then is working for other people. And they're like, oh my God, this is so cool to just interact with different people uh, mm-hmm. and see how they're going. So, and just like you, I'm like, I'm loving this conversation to hear about your story as well. And, yeah. and you know, I feel like there's so, so many people, sorry, I feel like I'm just talking go for it, much, go. but I just feel like um, so many people feel like they're by themselves in this. And like, even just yeah. hearing you talk about your experience with meditation is like, that is the same experience as me. Yeah, I yeah. feel like so, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I feel like, and I felt like, oh my God, I'm the only one that is scared to speak to a stranger. It's like, no. I'm not the only one. Like, yeah. it's like most people feel that, you know what I mean? Right. Like, so I think, yeah, just talking about this more and um, yeah, and discussing it more is important. Yeah, bringing out the, the vulnerability that we are mm. just humans, you know? We're all normal people who have anxieties or get mm. sad or feel hurt or, it's so important and um yeah so just kudos to to you for that yeah appreciate it i appreciate it yeah so to start to wrap up i have a question that i ask all of my guests uh which is what does authenticity mean to you and how do you know when you're embodying your authentic self oh cracking question because i recently got slapped in the face by this um so I just to tell us, I know we'll wrap up quickly, otherwise we'll drag on, but I'll, I'll keep this brief. But, um, you know, I, for the last, yes, probably like eight, nine, 10 months of creating videos, I've been creating with my idea of being authentic, right? Um, and nothing was really working. No videos weren't getting, being popular. I'd, I'd reached out to quite a few YouTubers and I'd, I'd come across a guy, um, who he's, he's quite a, he's blown up now and he's a really successful YouTuber. And I and we kind of built a bit of a relationship and I, I look, I, I messaged him probably like three, two, two months ago, three months ago. And I said, dude, like, here's my video, latest video. Can you just like, tell me what I'm doing wrong? Because I feel like I just, I don't know what I'm doing wrong here. And his biggest point was like, you're just not being you. You're just not being your authentic self. Like, I just feel like you're putting on this presentary person. You know hmm. what I mean? Like, and every time I've presented at school or at uni or whatever, I've put on this personality of this, like this overly confident, knows what he's talking about, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? And, and, and it's probably been a way to like hide a bit, um, but people see through it. And he's like, and this guy was just like, man, I saw through it in the first two minutes of your video that you were just putting on this character. And he's like, just be you, just like take a step back and just like 
just just be more natural, be more authentic. And I, I was like, I was like, holy moly, that is intense feedback because I felt yeah. like it was me. You know what I mean? And then upon this massive reflection, I was like, absolutely not me. Like us having this conversation right now is me. This is me. You know, I'm not trying to put on someone, right? Um, but in my videos, I was like, g'day guys, like blah, 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 like super intense. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, but I think to answer your question, like being your authentic self is just like letting yourself shine. Like, oh, I just, this, I don't want to sound so do it, do it. corny. No, I'm just like, it's hard to, it, it's hard to say it without sounding corny, but you just kind of just got to, you just literally have to be you. And whatever that is, you know, if you are a really relaxed, laid back person, then you speak like this in a, like if you're a YouTuber, I'm just saying, if you're a content creator, it's like you could, you would come across as this. Okay. And then because you want people to resonate with you as a person, not you putting on a personality mm. and as an example, Logan Paul, um, one of the biggest YouTubers in the world, he put on this entirely different personality for the first forever of his life. And he became very successful. Sure. But then he had this full identity crisis post some issues um and now he's himself and a lot more people resonate with him obviously he's very controversial but yeah uh, a lot more people resonate with him now because he is himself he's of him his authentic self um and i think just being you and really leaning into your strengths and your weaknesses and just like you know if you're if you're an introverted person lean into that you know what i mean and really try and express yourself that way or if you're extroverted or whatever you know what i mean in any way shape or form i think just being like your original you i don't really know yeah, how yeah. to say that but yeah i'd yeah be interested can i flip that back on you sure sure yeah um, i'd be interested to hear your response to that i don't know if anyone has ever actually done this so i'm excited or maybe my definition has changed um sure. one of the things that i'm just noticing though is uh this camera the content creation camera is such a good mirror to show yourself if you're being authentic as you show up in the world, right? Because mm -hmm. how we show up on social media, how we show up on whatever, like online is who we're trying to be often, mm -hmm. right? And that's something I've really run into also of just, you know, as I've become a life coach, as I've written this book about self-love and, and getting through depression and being yourself, like, I have felt this pressure to like be this version of myself who's bigger or better or more perfect or less vulnerable, right? Like less not okay, I guess. And um, I had a huge crash, you know, of just being like, oh, that's not sustainable. That's not real. And so what you're saying about social media, especially with our generation and going back to mental health and mindfulness, like it's really important for all of us to show up as who we really are so that we don't put pressure on each other to be someone that they're not right correct yeah huge um huge and i think also plat certain platforms really it's like become like instagram has forever been a highlight reel yeah right? which has been damaging i think super damaging um, yeah super damaging um and uh, that's where I, I like my love for youtube is because that's where you can see the true personality mm. of people right um but the short form content now that there's more short form content it's removing that ability to really can like to really be authentic. yeah so it's more difficult it's really kind of an issue in my opinion like all of the short form content is taking away the real humanity of humans of i completely agree yeah, yeah. so and it's like that's why it's important to firstly uh, you know again surround yourself with content that is going to be positive for you yeah 
uh, but also secondly, to if you are creating content, to create positive content. Right. I think I don't think there's any. I don't think I think there's always the opportunity in whatever niche you do to create positive positivity in it. Totally. Um, whether it's cooking or whether it's any, yeah. you know any sort of niche. So right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I want to answer your question because I'm curious yeah. what I'll say. Um, I think that authenticity is a felt experience of not holding yourself back from being every bit of who you are. Mm. It's taking away all of the layers Mm. and letting yourself be seen Mm. for your truest, most authentic, imperfect self. So, Mm. you know, it's not always pretty. It's not always, it's not always like uh, aspirational or exciting, I think, which makes it a little bit difficult. But uh, I would say the word authentic is somewhat interchangeable with the word vulnerable um, because being, being authentic is vulnerable. You know, Mm. I think what you're talking about is really this journey of going from not like letting yourself try to be authentic, but then experiencing this rejection of self from society and that being kind of a traumatic experience. And I think we all go through this process uh, in our young adulthood. Um, So just, you know, coming out of that by facing these stories of I can't do this or I shouldn't do that or the really key one is if I'm myself, I'm going to ruin people's day, right? Like, oh my God, that's just heartbreaking. And so many people believe that. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's why we're both doing what we do, right? (laughs) Exactly. Yep, exactly right. Um, I love that. Love that response. I think it's absolutely perfect. And there, I don't think there can ever be enough vulnerability in this world. And I don't think yeah. you can ever be too, like, I think vulnerable. Too vulnerable is such a lie. Like, it's oh my God. Lie. Oh, yeah. Like literally a video I recently did uh, was, I just went into the middle of the city with a sign and said like, can I share my vulnerabilities and wow. securities with you guys? And sure, I shared, but the amount of people, like yeah. I had a group of, of four girls who are I reckon probably 15 years old come up to me and just share the most deepest insecurities that they had wow. and I'm like thank you for sharing because I think like you know they're so young and it's and you know they're saying that they hated school and they you know they hated themselves because it's like their friends yeah. and blah 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 yeah. and I'm like like we need to talk about this more because like seriously I hate, I hate that people have to experience that you know what I mean like it's awful yeah. especially at such a young age like I don't know. I just think, uh, yeah, I, I think that if you can do one thing, just like be vulnerable to your partner, to your family, to your friends, to whoever, and just share what you're feeling because there is shared experience, you know? Yeah. Um, so. And to true confidence comes from vulnerability and getting comfortable in your own skin, right? Like Absolutely. I've just published a book of my life story with, you know, tons of things that I messed up on or like mm. different addictions that I had or right. And it's, it's really intensely vulnerable. And I think that one of the things I'm noticing about our world is it's slowly shifting toward this acceptance and, and warmth toward vulnerability, but there's still a lot of people who shame it, which is really yeah. terrible. Yeah. Anyway, we are, we're at our time. Um, thank you so much for coming on. I just want to give you an opportunity to shout out, uh, any platforms you have or provide any last bits of things you might want to say thank you i well firstly thank you so much for having me it's been a brilliant conversation um and thank you for letting me share this uh story with your listeners and I hope thanks for being here <laughs> yeah it's been great um so yeah i suppose just uh if you'd like to follow along on the 100 days uh it is pr- i'm 
posting primarily on TikTok, but also YouTube. And eventually I'd like to shift everyone to YouTube, but TikTok is Aaron B, double um, A-R-O-N-B underscore TV. Uh, and that is my same for Instagram handle. And then it's just my name, Aaron Barnes on YouTube. So follow me along. Uh, it's kind of like behind the scenes stuff uh, on Instagram, main stuff on TikTok and YouTube. And then YouTube will be more like longer form storytelling eventually once I can have the time to create. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yes. Yeah, so yeah. And that, that's it. So thank you very much. It's been great to talk about this stuff. Thanks for being here. And yeah, this has been another episode of the authentic path podcast with your host, Phelan Sugarman Lash. Thank you so much for being here. It's really an honor to share stories with you. And I really hope that they help you live a more authentic and joyful life that you can really love. So if it does, I would love for you to leave a review on wherever you listen to podcasts. That's all for today. Thanks, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.